And you know what time it is. That's the sound of what's going on with Nate Brown Jr. That be me and the crew here in cold Western New York. And I don't know how it is down there where you're at, my brother, Ryan, in the Hamptons. But it's a little nippy up in this place, playboy. Well, I must say, I don't know if it's an offensive term, but they call it an Indian summer around here. It should be indigenous, indigenous summer. Okay, okay. <laughs> More like it. <laughs> and of course, the man, he's not a myth, and he's not, and he is a legend, my man, George Radney, Challenger Community News. What's up, George? Hey, good morning, everybody. Sunday morning, it's a beautiful day of the week. Has some Long Island people here at the house. Uh, uh, the uh, sister uh, of, of uh, Leslie Lockett is married to, uh, was here for Bobby Johnson's uh, uh, going home celebration back on Monday. And her sister lives in Long Island, her and Bart and their son, Jesse. Oh, man, love love talking about New Jersey. Hey, I got him onto your show, too. I told him to check out the Ryan show. And I wrote it down, sent it over to him. So hopefully you got some new listeners and Bart and Jesse. There we go. Appreciate you, George. Okay. Yeah, down, listening to that down at the Ryan show. But um, the Mr. Bobby Johnson, I know you had a great home, um, homecoming. Great man there in Rochester, poet. Used to walk around town just reciting poetry, right? This is a tremendous man. Yes, indeed. So, Great song named after him, too. OG Bobby Johnson. Classic. <laughs> I remember the OBJ. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. So, so, but, so speaking of stuff that's going on, um, Georgie, and we were talking mm -hmm. a little bit last week about Deion Sanders. I'm going to start with Deion because Deion has um, take the money and run. Go on and take the money and run. Okay, so Dan said I got some got some cheddar. He's going to the, one of the worst Division One schools. I guess Colorado was pretty bad, and um, you know, he did his thing at Jackson State. Some folks a little perturbed at Dion, but Dan said I got to go where the money is, and I'm taking half of my squad with me, including his son. Both his sons. Both both of them. Okay. Yeah, so he's, he's only ready. a sophomore. He's only a sophomore quarterback, so he, he he'll be a junior, and then yeah. he can either play his senior year or go to pro. But right now, we gotta see. He looks pretty good. Uh, he could leave his junior year after next season. Could be just one his third year. Uh, Sherrod, Sherrod is pretty good. I like how his poise in the now he has more poise in the pocket this year. He's a lot better than he was last season, and uh, now moving up to a bigger uh, conference. I think uh, the Colorado Buffaloes won an 11 last year. They've been horrible the last uh, several years. Uh, the Michigan State coach who, who was there left and went right to Michigan State. Uh, for uh, He only stayed one year there. But I, think, I think this is an excellent opportunity. After I thought about it and saw that UCLA and U USC both are leaving in 2024, hey, Oregon, Oregon State, those teams that are left, Colorado could easily be uh, – be in serious contention next season, let alone uh, two years from now. So I think it's a great move. He bringing in Mike Zimmer. Who ever heard of? Who the heck ever heard of a head coach from the NFL uh, who was fired this season, taking a step down, as people would say, to the college levels and working under Deion Sanders as a defensive coordinator? I mean, Deion is bringing an all-star lineup, uh, man, to to the area, to uh, Boulder, Colorado. So outstanding. I wish him the best. And for black people on social media, wake the hell up. Out of pocket, George. Not only did he get a lot of these things delivered to the school, but paid for a lot of them with his own money. 
Yeah, that's right. In that emergency, when they when they didn't have no drinking water, he him and his crew put footed the money for hotel rooms for those yeah. kids to have drinking water and be able to play the football game over the weekend and get them now, out of Jackson, Mississippi. Hold on Come for on, a second, man. George, because I was going to tell you something. Now, now, Ryan, didn't you report that they broke into his office? Reports are out that, yes, after his final game. Check this out. I don't know if it was students, but he wasn't happy. He said he's going to find out who it was, though. I'm not sure if they have found out yet, but, yes, somebody broke in. Stole the cell phone. Went as far as to steal the man's cell phone. Despicable. No, no, no. He apologized for that. He had misplaced it. His last. Oh, so it was mis. It was on him. He had misplaced it. Get but the hell he, out of here. He had, yeah, he had misplaced it, man. And he apologized. Yeah, so, yeah. That came out later this week, uh, Ryan. So, so time out. So nobody broke into his office at all. No. So after the that press conference, that's. Amazing. Yeah, no, so, he didn't look. That wasn't amazing. a joke. And then he talked about the lesser crime in Boulder, which is uh, I didn't, I didn't like that. So, so, so yeah, that's classic Dion. Okay, Come on. So, so, okay, so wait a minute. So here we go. Okay, so wait, Georgie, now it ain't starting out too. It ain't starting out too keen for for Neon Dion right about now. So I'm just saying, man, there are folks on the other side of the ledger. He found out they, who stole it, man. It was him. He found out who <laughs> self-incriminating. Well, well, like I said, there are folks upside legend who aren't happy with with Dion for leaving. And okay, and, and I understand that he has to go. But at the end of the day, he did do some powerful things with that with Jackson State, putting it back on. And I think that should be the catalyst to reignite other folks to do that with HBCUs. Because my contention is this: HBCU should not be looking like that. If Brett Favre could bribe the governor of freaking wherever he was at, Mississippi or whatever the case may be, bribing folks, I'm sure there's a bunch of black millionaires and a couple of billionaires that got some dollars that they could, because Charles Barkley, as a matter, as much as me and Barkley don't get along, Barkley just gave a million or two to Bethune Cookman, who the athletic director is Georgie Reggie Fierce. Oh, really? Oh, really? That's a good friend of his. He used to be on. He used to be on the uh, network. He's the athletic director at Bethune Cookman. Reggie. That's Fierce. what I'm saying to oh, you. So, a, a Las Vegas player played for the NLV. The the the, the uh, what was that? I can't think of their nickname, but yeah, they, J J Jerry Tarkanian. He was during that era. Yeah, he was a running rebel. Running rebel. Thank you. He running was a rebel. rebel. So what I'm saying to you is that. There are some folks who are giving to HBCUs, but they're not getting the Deion Sanders. Oh, oh, oh. but like I said, Charles Barkley just shot them a mill, maybe even two mil. Well, and then my man was like, he was like, I, I, I didn't even expect that. So I'm saying there's a lot of folks out there that could donate to HBCUs, and these campuses don't have to look like they look like. These facilities that you talked about, George, yeah. don't have to be second rate. Well, Roland Martin had a good. Uh, if you get a chance, people Google Roland Martin and, and check out his, uh, his comment earlier this week about Deion Sanders leaving. And he said, "Hey, if every black alum that went to a HBCU just gave one dollar, he said he's not talking about giving five hundred dollars this and that. Everybody give one dollar back to their school, they wouldn't be in need of money uh, uh, that they are in need of today. All you and he said most of the people who were who down in Deion's for moving." To a uh, moving from an HBCU to a to a different school, they don't give no money. How much money did they give? 
He said he don't think they give a dollar. He said he don't think they give one dollar. But they complaining on social media of what that he left the school. You know, I, I agree. I agree with him a thousand percent. Well, George, that's the point I'm making to you. So this should HBCU should not even look like that. No, and these facilities should not even be second rate facilities. Okay, because of the amount of money that African Americans who attended those schools. Matter of fact, shout out to my daughter Khadija. She just got a job on campus at Morgan State. Their community liaison. She's gonna start a PhD program. So, yo, there are a lot of young people out there who's benefited and could give back, like you said, George, like Roland said, a dollar, two dollars, and we don't have to have all this conversation about, oh, our facilities look all messed up, oh, we got to bank so-and-so-and-so to get money. You sick of that. I'm sorry about that, George, but I, that but was it's, it's the same brain. thing. It's just like what we've been saying for years about the Fritz Pollard Alliance. If all the players who benefit from the Fritz Pollard Alliance just gave a dollar or $50, all those players that made good money at one time, everybody give 100 bucks uh, to the Fritz Pollard Alliance. They wouldn't need the money to do the things, the quality things that they do for the players uh, and, and for the, the, the black people getting uh, jobs in the administrative and in the offices of the National Football League and working on the different teams in the whole nine yards uh, for all the things that the Fritz Pollard Alliance has done. Every player should give, just like Roland Martin was talking about, all the HBCU alum should be given back, and we wouldn't have to worry about uh, such a discrepancy in funding. And on that note, man, leave Deion Sanders alone. So that's the point I was trying to make to you, George. Yeah. I was simply saying, yo, you know, stop doing that Leave the cat alone. He's doing the best that he can. And, and trust me, he's going to open some doors for some other black dudes to be on his staff that would never be on that staff at a Colorado. Right. This is what everybody wants. Everybody's okay. wanting to see success. And this, and this, yeah. And this and will spawn off, this spawn off more black coaches at the college level, too. I think the most underrated coach in college sports now finally has the time to shine. It's sick. It's sad that my man Hugh Jackson isn't given the credit he deserves. <laughs> oh, come on, man. man, he had a bad coaching game last week at the Bayou Classic. Man, he got he got to do better, man. He gotta, my he, man's about he, to he, carry the torch. Yeah, get off that. Gumbo. He got to get off that crawfish and gumbo, man, and get back to coaching, man, because he got he got to do a much better job down there in the Big Easy, man. Hugh Jackson got to come on, man. He's got to do. Bro, bro. Ryan, and you know that too, Ryan. I don't you know, know what you're talking about. Look, Ryan, it might be off to a bit of a rough start, but you know, he'll get it together. That's because that's your <laughs> man shut on blinders, man. You don't want to see the real you. No, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's we'll see what happens, but yes, uh HBCU is in good hands now with Coach Jackson over at Grambling. So we'll see what happens. Uh, no, I think they're in good hands with my man. What's what's the dude named Eddie George? Even though his team wasn't good. But and, and Eric Dooley, Eric Dooley doing a hell of a job at Southern University. I mean, South, oh yeah, Southern had a very young crowd, and they, they played very well this season. But Southern before Dion came, Southern was always good. Trust me, because I, I yeah. watch HBCU but football all the time. Before Jackson State, Dion Southern was beating everybody, Grambling, everybody. You but, have to go through Southern. Yeah, North, you well, recently you had to go through North Carolina A and T. They've been down oh, there yeah. the last five. Five, yeah, years, five to ten years, North Carolina A&T has been the team to beat, and they still uh, playing good ball. And you'll see uh, next weekend at the Celebration Bowl down in Atlanta, Georgia, you'll get to see that game take place 
on uh, Sunday, on next Saturday afternoon, uh, when, you, when you'll have Jackson State play uh, North Carolina. I believe it was North Carolina A&M they playing this year for the uh, for this championship of the uh, – and if he goes out of champion undefeated with Jackson State is heavily favored to win that game, hey, what a way to leave. I mean, I mean, you leaving out, uh, not losing a game this entire season. 13, it could be 13-0. That's yeah. kind of cool. You hey, can, man, we're going to take a quick break, and we will touch on Dan, on, on Dan Snyder and John Gruden when we come back. The rest of the NFL, you'll listen to what's going on, the experience here on Fox Sports World Betty with Nate Brown Jr., George Ratney's in the building, my man Ryan V., from the Hamptons, next to NYC, we'll be right back. Caring for someone with Alzheimer's is a 24-7 job. So we here at Alzheimer's Association keep those same hours. Our hotline is a source for your support this holiday season. We'll be here for you with free social outings, support groups, care consultations, and more. Give us a call at 800-272-3900. That's 800 800- Two seven two three nine zero zero. Welcome back to this segment. Of what's going on? In the experience and the Alzheimer's Association of Rochester and Monroe County really like you to understand what's happening with their caregivers' educational programs. For example, responding to dementia-related behaviors, effective communication strategies, understanding dementia and Alzheimer's. To to check out all these programs and more, just go to their website, alz.org slash Alzheimer's, and they will give you the information that you need, please. And they also have virtual Zoom meetings as well. So the Alzheimer's Association, Caregivers Educational Program, check them out, alz.org slash mtg. Let's get it in. Before we left, then we're going to talk about Dan Snyder. And I guess the NFL going to have to do two things, George. This is what I'm thinking. The first thing is they have to get rid of Dan Snyder. And I think they're going to do this. It's going to take mm-hmm. a little while to do, but they're going to do it. The second thing is, honestly, they're going to get rid of Roger Goodell. Talk oh, yeah. to me about it, George. Talk well, well they've been, they've been uh, well, Jerry Jones has been at odds with, with uh, Goodell for quite a while. And now you're seeing the chickens come home to roost finally. Uh, where you see uh, the Washington Post had the expose on Jerry Jones standing there at the uh, Arkansas uh, school for se- when segregation, they were trying to desegregate the schools. That Who else, who do you think put that out there? Had who, leaked somebody, who leaked that? Now we're mm-hmm. finding out from the U.S. House Committee that the uh, Bruce Allen is the one that gave out the story on John Gruden. So who do you think told Bruce Allen to, to, to throw John Gruden under the bus, to send that, to get, probably to get him off of his case. Uh, it didn't work. As you can see, this guy's a very nasty guy. Snyder has to go. Very uh, had two, He cooked, he has two books, so that shows you he wasn't even being honest with the other owners. He was cheating the, the other owners as well because he had two books, one book saying these numbers, another book with other numbers for uh, cheating them on the gate receipts. So you cheating the other owners on their uh, on their gate receipts when they come to play your team is usually a 60-40 split, and you up there cheating them out of their 40%. That should have been a, a means to be fired, to be uh, kicked out. But all this other stuff with the cheerleaders and 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 and, and really, really, he basically seemed like this guy was well, just a bad guy, man. He was trying to turn the cheerleaders but, but, into, George, into, 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 into hookers, man. I mean, come Why on. Why did Goodell go along with the madness? See, that's my question to you. And I guess everybody's like, why is it? Because to me, it seems like 
Goodell is compl- complicit in this. Well, Goodell's, so- a, Goodell's a season ticket holder with the Washington football team, too. So he, he's connected to this guy. He's a, you know, if you're a season ticket holder with the Washington team, obviously you know this guy and you're, you're in cahoots with him and you, you're supposed to save all the owners. But for you to just go out of your way to try to save this guy. Right. This guy wasn't even worth saving, uh, really, when you look at the big picture. But it's obviously Goodell was connected to him in more ways than one. And uh, just to put those young women through the things that they uh, put those cheerleaders through, I hope they all get their money. And also, Nate, when this whole thing is said and done, I hope the Amazon guy, be co- be, uh, the Amazon owner, don't yeah, get the team. Go. I hope they get yes. a chance to give it to a woman uh, owner because all the stuff, the atrocities that Daniel Snyder and the organization has done to women – a woman should become the owner of that franchise. That's, that would be very fitting. George, George and, that's a great point, man. That really is a great point. And I think a woman should, be, and I'm not talking minority owner either, because you know how they do the little minority owner no. who give you 3% over here and then prop you up in front of people. No, they should be the majority owner of that franchise. And Mrs. Johnson says she has a group from a BET Johnson. Uh, she she put she said uh, recently on the morning CBS morning show uh, recently that she put a bid in. She's putting a bid in to own uh, the Washington team. She already owned the Mystics, the uh, the Bullets. And she's part owner with the hockey team, the Washington Capitals. So she already mm-hmm. owned her three teams already. And she's looking at the Nationals, the baseball team. And she also did say. Uh, when Gail King asked her about the football team or Jerika Duncan asked her about the football team, she said definitely. They definitely uh, will put a bid in. And I would like to see her be the uh, majority owner along with other, with, along with her whole t- group and team that, you know, obviously it's not one person. It's usually a group of people. But she needs to be the lead and need to be the uh, dominant owner, mainly because uh, I, I dare you treat the women in your organization like yep. that. I mean, for all, yep. and they got all kinds of documented and then you're going to do the cheerleaders? You're th- you treating them like prostitutes or something, man? Come on, man. Yeah. Really? I mean, you're going you to want them to go out on dates with your with your season ticket holders and all kinds of your top uh, people? Come on. But George, it's, it's, it's really, wife uh, was down too, though, George. Yeah. So oh, that's yeah. what makes it even more egregious to me. Another woman is in, involved in, the, I guess, the sex trafficking, for less of a better word, of other women. She's participating as the lead madam. Yes. And, they, and and they need to go ahead and do whatever they're going to do with him. I don't know what the housing, the, the, the U.S. committee, what they can do. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they can. House, House committee report. House committee report. I don't know what the outcome of their findings can do now. Are they going to be able to to uh, tax him or or take money, get money from him uh, as a fine or what? But definitely the National Football League. He needs to go immediately, and they need to go ahead and find. Uh, another owner, preferably a woman, a black woman, would be a great choice to be the owner of the team. So well, she has the kind of money to uh, to purchase the Washington Commanders. Well, you said because the D.C. Attorney General is suing the Commanders and the NFL. Yeah, over this, over the secret deal to deceive fans that you just talked about. So that's why I said Goodell is going to have to go too because they're suing the Commanders and the NFL, which oh, means yeah. other owners is now a part of this nonsense and that they didn't, this is not something that they, um, that they um, bought into. This is not something that they were trying to, you know, become involved in, all right? So, G- Gentlemen, how does this affect John Gruden's case against the NFL when these types of, when this information leaks and these documents well, are revealed? Well, does it that's have any impact on him. Because he's saying... That was personal emails going to somebody. You know, so right. he's got 
a case now, George. Yes, he, he said. He said, "I told y'all this is going on." Yeah, I said that. He was. He owned up to it. He said, "But that was between me and Bruce Allen. They ain't got nothing to do with nobody else." He's got. He's a, got a point there. Yeah, he got a point there. He's suing. And the, and why did Bruce Allen release that tape, knowing that's a friend of his? Why? Obviously, he had to come from higher yep. above Bruce Allen to to to. I think it was just a tactic, just to throw him off the the real case, the real case yeah. of Daniel Snyder. That's what that's what it's looking like now. As we look yeah. back on it, why else would you throw John Groot? Why would you put that out there? There was no need to even put that out there, really. That's my it was point. A long time ago. It was what 10, 15 years ago. That's what I'm saying. That's what that, Ryan. They 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 did that. And George said to shift the situation off of the, the Washington franchise on the Gruden. But as you can see, everybody else watches Perry Mason too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. As you can yeah. as you can see, I mean that's like classic Perry Mason. I mean, you know, come on, man. Trying to shift the the blame on somebody else. And you know you're the one that did the dastardly deed. So, you know, speaking of deeds, man, Georgie, I got to say it, Georgie. I got the Jets today again. I know I'm sounding crazy. I know I sound like I ain't got no sense because they can beat the Bills twice in one season. But that's just me. I'm a Jet fan. I'm hyped. I like the Bills, too, but I grew up a Jets fan. Georgie, talk to me about the day's game between the Jets and the Bills. And what does the Jets have to do to beat the Bills with Mike White, Mike White, Mike White? Well, they have to run the football like they did last time, be successful with the running game, and also on top of it, be able to pass the football in this rainy, windy, and also possibly snowy conditions taking place at High Mark Stadium later today. It's already raining outside right now here before we even uh, leave out to head out to the stadium. So we can imagine it can only get worse. Rain all day, uh, 95% chance of rain and snow. Uh, it's going to be a rough one uh, later this afternoon. They must get the turnovers. But Buffalo having those three or four extra days off from playing on Thursday, a week ago Thursday, that's going to bode well for the Bills. Their defensive front is their main key. Stop the run like they did last time. But this time, Mike White forced the turnover, forced him to throw the ball like he did in Minnesota, forced him to put that ball up. He'll, he'll make complete some, but he will put some up for grabs. Remember, the Bills intercepted him four times last season when they thought That's it was Mike, 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 Mike White. Mike White, Mike White, Mike White, four times. Four times last season. So I expect the Bills' defense to be ready and also expect uh, a little rested uh, Josh Allen to be more with now running the football. James Cook is getting more familiar with the offense. He's the speed of the game is catching up to he's catching up to the speed of the game. He's now looking like the back that we thought he would look like. Uh, Devin Singletary continues to run very well. People don't realize Roger Saffold uh, and uh, David Quisenberry, those two linemen that's on the line. And hopefully uh, Deion Dawkins can return. And you put Deion Dawkins, a healthy Deion Dawkins, next to uh, Saffold. Saffold, those guys can run the ball. Those guys can block. They're better. To me, this, the offensive line the Bills have right now is better run blocking guys than they are pass blocking. Those guys mm. can, can can move forward, especially Quisenberry. Quisenberry and uh, Roger Saffold, the, uh, the guard tackle, respectively, they came from the Tennessee Titans. And they blocked for Derrick Henry for the last two, three years. And Derrick Henry was... Uh, outstanding uh, uh, running back and still is an outstanding back of running game. Got physical run guys. And this is what mm -hmm. Buffalo needed on the offensive line. They needed physical guys. And that's what Roger Saffold is. And that's what uh, Quisenberry is. Along with Ryan Bates next at guard, next to Quisenberry or Spencer Brown on the other side, you put Deion Dawkins and Saffold together 
and Mitch Morris at center, you got a very physical offensive line, and I think you're going to see that later today. We got something from Tremaine Edwins, right? Edmonds, Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds, Bill's uh, starting middle linebacker. We also have a few words from our sponsors. It'll yes. be a perfect time to roll into a break, come back. Let's do play it. Play that audio. Uh, Let's but first, do it. folks, you must know that life, it's just horrible around this time of year. All this Christmas shopping, you don't know where to go. Well, Alpha Coin and Alpha City Meta, they make it a little bit easier for you. Go to alphacitymeta.com and shop within their metaverse, the beta version. It's coming out this month. Christmas shopping in the metaverse, Nate, you'll never want to go into real life into a mall again, risk getting COVID. Something horrible can happen to you in the mall. I don't know if you've seen this. initiations that go on in the parking lot. God only knows what goes on to these things. Go to alphacitymeta.com and learn more. Hey, we're going to take a, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go no place.
Hey, 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 welcome back to a segment of what's going on, the experience here with the crew. And um, before we left, George, we were talking about the Bills and the Jets, and you've got Tremaine Edmonds teed up for us, Mr. Ryan. Most certainly do. Let's hear what George and Tremaine had to say. Bills linebacker Tremaine Edmonds. That felt good. Uh, you know, a lot of momentum changes, but, uh, you know, we found a way to win, and that's what it's all about. You know, guys stayed together. Uh, we knew halftime that it didn't matter what the score was. We had to come out and finish the ball game, and, you know, we did a good job. You know, offense did a good job, and then defense complimented itself. That's what the game is about, complimenting football, and, uh, you know, I think we did a good job with it. Exactly. Complimentary football, he's talking about. He's a good, he's a complimentary football was a key term. And also notice he mentioned finishing the game, finishing teams off. That's talk. That sounds like a winning team right there. Winning team. They starting to learn how to win these close games. They, they learning that they must finish teams off in order to be successful. And I think that's going to continue with the next soundbite from my uh, defense coordinator, Leslie Frazier. Uh, right up. Before you put Leslie on, I just got a quick comment because, um, they were talking about that last week in terms of the reason they brought Von Miller in because they call him the finisher. And I think some of that is rubbing off on the rest of the defense. They understand when they got these teams backs against the wall, they must finish them off because if they don't, especially at Kansas City, especially at Cincinnati, they're going to come back on them. So um, even though Von Miller might not be there physically, I think he's there, he's there in spirit because he's, in, he's instilled that. With that defense, George, you know. Oh, you're, you're a thousand Very percent. Very well-paid spirit. You're a thousand percent correct. And because he's paying so much, hopefully once he uh, he had the surgery this past Tuesday, he went in, down there in the Texas area, had the surgery, and went, hopefully he'll be back on the sidelines and at the Bills practices in the weeks to come. Because you're absolutely right, uh, Nate. You picked up on it. Even during training camp back at St. John Fisher back in yes. July, August, you saw he was working with guys, showing guys how to – Use their hands, how to how to how to fight off a blocker, the whole nine yards, and those young guys, the Greg Russo, the AJ Espinosa, and uh, and Ed Oliver's, all these guys were listening to him. So I'm hoping he'll be back and and, and really now just become a coach. And and everybody talked about him. That we need him this time of year. We, this is when you're paying him to be here for the late season. But unfortunately, he won't be on the field. But you got to remember, last year the Bills the Bills didn't have Von Miller either, and they were they had to leave with 13 seconds left. So, hey, man, you had to leave with 13 seconds left. So it wasn't Von Miller being the difference to you last yep. year or this year. But at least yep. now you'll have them coaching as giving these coaching these young guys up as we get into well, the playoffs. Well, now the young guys, um, situation football with the darn coaches who ain't never been there. Right. You don't right. have to tell a coach like your playboy. That's the wrong call. Yeah. You might not want to do that. So this is what I'm trying to tell you. Because yeah. you've been in situations – as a player, now he becomes a nice player coach. Because I'm because I'm saying, yo, coach, 13 seconds, you better squib kick, playboy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate to be the negative guy. Usually I'll save that for George when it comes to guys like Josh Allen. At, at this point, though, if Von Miller does not come back the same with a six-year contract, does this make him one of the worst free agency signings ever? No. I know no. he's a great coach. I know he's he's doing what he's got to do on the sidelines and, and he's Mentally, he's there to make everybody better, but that's a long contract to tear your ACL after a career that he's had. No, that that coach, he's, he he acts as a player coach, coaching these guys up, and that's way way more beneficial than than, the, than what the Bills have. They listen to Leslie Frazier, but now they got a guy that actually done it, that actually won 
Super Bowl. Super, the shirt I have on today, Super Bowl 50 shirt. I mean, down there with, with Denver and Carolina, out mm-hmm. there in, uh, out there in Levi Stadium. He won that one. One last year at SoFi Stadium. This is a guy, this is a proven commodity. And these young guys and coaches, they, they, they listen to a guy like him. So, yeah, it's an awful lot of money to pay, but they're not going to keep him for six years. I think they'll keep him for, what, three? Three of those years? And I, I'm, I'm not sure how much of that money is guaranteed as well. Okay, not off the top of my head. But he'll get, he got a nice lump sum coming, but he's not going to – I didn't expect him to play six years anyway. I expected him three mm-hmm. years in Buffalo at the most. So, so it's money well spent. Okay, Ryan, let's get Leslie Frazier and see what he has to say about this upcoming game. Okay, good afternoon, uh, Coach Frazier. How are you doing this afternoon, George Radney, Township Community News? I'm doing good, George. Thank you. Great, great. Glad to hear it. Uh, question, what is uh, guys like DeMar Hamlin and the rest of your defensive backs supposed to do when you're going to try to make a play? You maybe have an opportunity for interception and you collide with the receiver. I saw it in a couple of games yesterday, and it, it, it's, it's almost impossible to, you, you can't stop because you're in, you're in full you going full speed. Is there anything uh, Demar Hamlin could have done differently in the in the game Thursday night on that hit, hit in the end zone? Yeah, it's it's so much tougher today, uh, George. But it, there's so much emphasis on player safety that anytime you're up near the neck and head area, they're going to flag you for sure. Uh, even though uh, sometimes the receiver. As he's about to catch the ball, you know he could be lowering his his target as well, moving the target, and so it's it's a challenge uh, for, for defenders. Uh, but that's where the game is today. If you are around that head or neck area, uh, you're going to get flagged and potentially fined. That's just a, that's 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 where we are. And, and your take on Tremaine Edmonds' play in the uh, Thursday night game? Uh, it seems like his reads are starting. He look like he's picking up the reads a lot better and reacting a lot better than uh than in earlier in his career oh yeah he's definitely grown in that area sure george he's much better at being able to decipher uh what type of runs he's getting and, and when it's run versus pass on play action as well so he's grown which you always hope from his first year to his second year and now at this stage of his career he i mean he's got control uh complete command of what's what the offense is trying to do and that's helped him to become a better football player and helps our defense as well Yes, indeed. Uh, Nate, Ryan, as you both heard, the, the young man, Tremaine Edmonds, is now starting to, to get, and, and who knows, that could have came from Von Miller, too. Uh, he's waking up. His reads are much better. I noticed that right away. He's reading which hole the running back is going to come to, and now you see him meeting the running back at the line of scrimmage. The last two, the Cleveland game, and uh, not the Cleveland game, but the game uh, against the Patriots, he really met the running back at the line of scrimmage. I would give him the rest of this season – See if he continues to play at, at, at this fashion. And, and hey, I was seriously, I was at the beginning of the season, I wasn't happy about I I would not have brought him back. But if he plays like he's been playing uh the last mm-hmm. few games, I want to see I, I may bring I would bring him back. I would sign him, sign him. Cause they didn't sign his fifth year option. So they got they gotta do something after the season to sign him to a long-term deal or let right. him go. One one or the other. And I would not have signed Dawson Knox. That was ridiculous to sign Dawson Knox. Like Dawson Knox is not a big time uh, tight end. He, he, he he's he's not the guy you signed to an extension like they did. I don't know what he was thinking of signing Dawson Knox to a long term extension. Well, and favorite. Who, 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 yours? 
Yours? I don't even see people. I don't see people wearing number. I don't see nobody wearing an eighty-eight in the crowd, man. I don't see that many wearing number eighty-eight in the crowd, man. Speaking of wearing numbers in the crowd, man, Georgie, your boy, your boy Baker Mayfield paid for his own ticket mm -hmm. to get out to California, studied the playbook on the way to California, didn't know if he was going to play or not, and wins the game against the sad, sad Las Vegas Raiders. Because that's a sad scenario, Georgie. Mm -hmm. Can Baker Mayfield make a comeback? Oh, definitely. Definitely he can make a comeback, but he got to have his head on his shoulders right. He got to think of him as playing. Uh, you keep on headbutting guys with no helmet on. He won't be around that much long anyway. But, but man, he got to come in there and play like this on a regular basis. Uh, to me, th that game Thursday night was more of an indictment on wh what a lousy coach Josh McDaniels is. There's no way in the world you team fighting for a playoff and you lose to a, a team where guys show up the day before to be quarterback and give them some play. And then he has the nerve to beat you and go down 98 yards. The last 98 yards, 98 yards, yards, exactly. Okay. Hey, I, 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 I gotta, I, I can't stand Baker Mayfield, but I gotta give him respect. He went out there, he, he, props, man, man. he manned up, he manned up, played well. But to me, it's a bigger indictment on what a lousy head coach Josh McDaniels is. Josh McDaniels is an offensive guy and also shows me about Derek Carr. Derek Carr is just nothing. Man, Derek Carr looks so good at sometimes. And then next thing, I mean, so those interceptions he threw in that game was horrible. And even the week before, some of the interceptions he threw against Seattle. The, the guy, I don't know what he's looking at. Even Devontae Adams was so upset. I, I, I you know, got Devontae wondering, he should, should he have stayed in Green Bay or not? Because this guy throwing the ball recklessly, trying to get the ball to him. He, he just, Derek Carr is just not that good. I thought he was better than what. Ryan, you watched that game. What do you think, man? I got to say, you see a regression this year in Derek Carr. Like you said, Devontae Adams, like what better weapon could you have join you in the offseason? You think that you take a step further? And speaking of taking a step back, I joke about Dawson Knox, but I'm looking at these stats. He had nine touchdowns last year. He's down to two touchdowns this year. Mm -hmm. So talk about regression. It is a crazy signing, George. Yeah. yeah, why would why would you give him more money? Why would you sign him to an extension when you got Tremaine Edmonds, you got Ed Oliver, you got some real guys, guys that you you know, Hart and Solio and Ed Oliver having a hell of a season, man. After he got he really is. After he hurt that uh, toe, or uh, he was hurt after the Rams game, the first game. Now that he done recovered from that high ankle sprain, man, he's he's playing. He's playing. He shows you when he's not double teamed. If he's one on one, nine times out of ten, he's gonna beat his man. I would not sign beat. Dawson. Dawson Knox. Well, I mean, come on. What did you say that was? Two touchdowns. Ryan? Two touchdowns this year. Come on. Nine last year. He's down to two touchdowns this year. That's it. Hell, that's like paying me and Nate Brown some that kind of money, man. Come on, man. Yeah, come what? on, man. You're going to get half a touchdown from me while I'm eating the pretzel. I'm like, nah, George, I'm eating the pretzel. I'm not well, I'll get the other half. I guarantee the other half touchdown. We have at least one so, touchdown. One hey, man, we're going to take a quick break, man. And when we come back, man, we're going to talk a little bit about some NBA, also some Major League Baseball, too. Um, yeah. Because my Mets, my Mets did some signing. The Yankees, um, Ryan, signed your man Aaron Judge. And um, hey man, Mets got some pitching. I'm just I'm saying, man. Let's listen. I'm excited, but you know how we do in New York. We get excited, we get pumped up, nothing ever happens. We'll be right back. What's going on? Fox Sports. Don't go no place. Hello, friends. We are back. You're tuned into what's going on. This is indeed Fox Sports 1280 Rochester. This is Ryan Vernell and George Radney. We were once with Nate Brown Jr., but it seems as though Nate has disappeared. Did, did Nate come to sleep on us? 
He might have oh. fallen asleep, but the show must go well, on. Oh, oh, Ryan, I want to also make a quick comment. Uh, my, my appearance on the show today is brought to you by, in uh, honor of Mrs. Mary Ann Lightfoot. She made her transition uh, recently and had her going home celebration back on Friday. This lady started the uh, Boy Scouts uh, troop over at the uh, Mount Olivet Baptist Church, and they ended up having nine Eagle Scouts. And nine Eagle Scouts, are the, that's the highest you can be in, in, in scouting, the highest honor in scouting you can have. And when she started that troop in 1982, uh, nine Eagle Scouts. And that is more power to Mrs. Ann, uh, Mrs. Mary Ann Lightfoot. Rest in power. She did her thing in Rochester. Uh, she was a uh, Rochester Educational Opportunity School teacher, mathematics teacher, the whole nine yards, graduate of Southern University. But she did. She made Rochester a much better place to live. And last but not least, Rufus uh, Monson, also known as Mr. Chicken. He uh, had a lot of businesses here in Rochester. People enjoyed his businesses, especially uh, his restaurants and also the Tourist One nightclub up there on Hudson Avenue. Rufus Monson, a.k.a. better known as Mr. Chicken. But, man, collecting money from him was a whole different story. Oh, my gosh. Boy, you had to go through some hurdles with that cat. Man, he was a real interesting cat, man. But, hey, rest in power, both of these Rochester legends. Both of them made Rochester a much better, a much better place to live. Long live both of them. And as for the Cub Scouts, couldn't make it past Wolf Scout. Got creeped out when I heard all the kids yelling, we blow. Oh, hats right. off to them. <laughs> they made it, man. Yeah, that's serious, man. They, 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 had, the, they had the Cub Scouts, too, over there at Mount Alabama yeah. Baptist Church. They had the Cub Scouts in the, and did the next level when you get up to the next level. But to have nine Eagle Scouts and for this lady to be committed to scouting the way she was here in the Rochester community. And as you obviously know, Ryan, it, hey, it's more than a joke to become an Eagle Scout. That That's a serious It's like a Navy honor. SEAL. It's like a yeah, trained killer. It really is. <laughs> you might as well be Victor Bout. You might as well be dealing war weapons to both sides. You know, that's what's so crazy. As we make this transition, we got the, uh, the word from Nate that it's up to us to wrap things up. And we didn't even get into Brittany Griner yet, George. Yes, Brittany Griner has been returned to the uh, unexpectedly back on Friday morning. Uh, a pleasant surprise to the to start the weekend off. She's finally freed. Uh, long overdue. Glad they were able to get her back home. Hopefully all the other uh, people out there can get back in. Remember, Mr. Whelan, he's been there back since the previous administration. That other president who's talking and running his mouth as, as usual, he should have did more to get that Whelan out back in 2018-19. He should have did more rather than come out here and complain about what's going on. And uh, when you look at the facts, uh, she's back home. And what Biden has done in the last, he's done more than the than the last 12 years of presidencies in two, two years, two and a half years already, because we know the Republicans didn't allow Obama to make a move at all. So in, in his eight years in the office, they were fighting him tooth and nail. But Biden in two in, in, in little over two years has done more than presidents in the past 12 years. And thank goodness uh, she's home. Uh, gas prices going down. Uh, so th hey, things that thank goodness she's back home where she belongs. I think we have to look at the stats. If we're going to look for this is a sports show, right? That's we got to look at, at both sides to see who got the better end of the deal. Go ahead. I feel like that's the way we got to do it. Because I'm numbers. all for her being free. Free her. I'm so happy to see that she's home. But I'm also very scared to see that Victor Bout is back in Russia. I got to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's horrifying. So we got to look at the stats of what both of them have done. Brittany Griner, 
WNBA champion, eight-time WNBA All-Star, two-time WNBA scoring champ, eight-time WNBA block leader, two-time WNBA peak performer, three-time All-WNBA first team, a three-time All-WNBA second team, a two-time WNBA defensive player of the year, a three-time All-Defensive first team, four-time second team, All-Defensive, and was uh, part of the All-Rookie team and the 25th anniversary team. Powerful stats there. Now, for Victor Bout stats, it's hard to quantify a lot of these stats. After all, he wasn't fully proven to have done a lot of these misdeeds, although there have been movies based on it, including the 2005 film Lord of War featuring the greatest actor of all time, Nicolas Cage. What we do know about Mr. Bout was that he was one of the most internationally recognized criminals, maybe in the history of this planet. Back when the DEA took him down, he was accused of seeking to sell multiple missiles, 20,000 AK-47 rifles, 20,000 fragment grenades, 740 mortars, 350 sniper rifles, and 10 million rounds of ammunition to the Colombian rebel group, the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia. This is a man that's called the Merchant of Death for good reason. So, I don't know, it does make you think. I'm all for freeing Brittany Griner. It just seems a little strange to to give back such a horrible threat to mankind for Brittany Griner. And I'm all for Brittany being freed. You know, nobody should be locked up for marijuana. I don't care what country they're in. A half, a half a percent, Ryan. A half a percent. It, it, it wasn't it's, even, it's, a, it was barely a half a percent of 1%. Come and it on, was man. clearly a political move to go yeah. after some type of an American and hold them hostage. But once again, to give back the Merchant of Death. If you've seen the movies, then you know you've seen the movies. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage was excellent playing him in the movies. Uh, hey, all I can say is they better watch him. Watch that guy. Keep I mean, well, now him. now we see the war that's going on between Russia and Ukraine. It's not like Brittany Griner is going to be fighting for our military. I'll say that much. Because this hey, guy, Victor about is exactly what Russia needs behind the scenes. And I am not a right-wing pundit at all. Just looking at it from a street perspective is all. It's a bad man. So obviously they that that was why they held Brittany Griner because they knew they could get one of their top people back if they held her because that's obviously what went into the thinking of locking her up for half a percent of a vaping cartridge. I mean, come on, man. Residue, basically residue, man. You get nine years for residue. Obviously, that's uh that was what this whole deal was about, getting this guy out. I don't know about the other guy, Wheelerhand, why they wouldn't make a two for one deal on that for such a high price uh uh, guy to let out. But hey, all I know is I'm glad she's home. Oh, and 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 hey, keep an eye on that merchant of death cat over there because he's uh he'll probably be up to no good pretty soon. And that's an understatement. But we'll leave it up for history to decide with all that. But in Amazing. other moves that have been made, George, I don't know if you thought Aaron Judge was going to leave, but it's official he's back after turning down a four hundred million dollar contract by the San Diego Padres. He's taken a $360 million contract with the Yankees. Did you for a second think he was really going to leave New York? I, I thought San Francisco because it was his home area. I thought that might be the only move he would make. I was surprised San Diego. Where's San Diego getting all this money? They just, uh, Xander Bogart, they just signed him to a, almost a $400 million, $360 million, 11-year contract for a shortstop that's 30 years of age. So he's going to be almost 40 years old when that contract runs out. I mean, the, 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 and they got Juan Soto. They just lost Josh Bell. But man, they they paying a Mercado's coming back contract is coming back up. They paying a lot of they got a lot of money out there in San Diego. I don't know what they doing out there, but man, 
that's a lot of bread that they forking over. And I was surprised that they were in the running for Aaron Judge as well. But no, I thought he would settle with the Yankees because he, he he seems to be settled in as a Yankee man, a Yankee captain coming up probably this season. But the Yankees got to be concerned with his playoff play. They they really shut him down in the playoffs. And in and, and certain parts of the season, he was shut down too. Even though he hit 60-some home runs, he was shut down an awful lot. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is another guy. Both of them seem to be on off-speed, what I call junk pitches. You can you can strike both of those guys out. And to pay Aaron Judge that kind of money for, for the performance he did in the playoffs at, combined with breaking that record during the regular season, hey, it's something they had to do. They had to say because they wasn't going to let him get out of New York and go, and play for somebody else. But in the long run, I don't think it's a good deal for the, for the team overall. I hate to say it, but it does seem that Judge – I wouldn't say snaps under pressure, but remember how long it took him to hit 62? Yeah. After 61, it took him some time, and he does get into those slumps like we saw in the playoffs this year. But nobody has that heart like Aaron Judge. We need a Yankee captain. We need somebody to start restoring the culture of Yankee baseball, and that's why it was absolutely imperative to re-sign Judge. Yeah, it would have been know. a huge blow to the culture of Yankee baseball had he left. I agree. You lost Talion. He, he done left to another team. Uh, the Phillies look like they're really serious about bringing in some players. Uh, Boston Red Sox, they Boston lost a lot of guys too. They bringing in, they bringing in, uh, trying to find their way to bring in uh, Kinsley Jensen, who always seems to shut my Blue Jays down. Man, Kinsley Jensen, the former uh, Dodger who was with the Atlanta Braves last season. Uh, Kinsley Jensen as a closer. So Boston find them a, a nice closer. Uh, everybody's getting better. Uh, the Yankees gotta gotta find them a closer too. Are they gonna? Uh, are they going to get rid of Chapman or, you know, it's a lot of moves. That's why I love this time of year because the, the hot stove or whatever they call it down there in baseball, a lot of deals, a lot of players, uh, Quintana, Jose Quintana getting picked up. The Mets are really, the Mets are really doing a lot to fortify their team as well. I like that. I like that they got rid of DeGrom and they picking up some, uh, some other older arms, but these guys still can, can pitch. Uh, Jose Quintana had a great season last, the last few years, even when he was with the White Sox. He's a good pitcher. I think uh, I think it looked like it's going to be between the Phillies and the Mets right now. Philly, Phillies, Mets, and the Braves look like Trey Turner reuniting yeah. with Bryce Harper. What a great two guys yeah. to have together in Philadelphia. That team is looking scary next year. You mentioned the Red Sox, a hundred and five million dollar contract to this new Japanese outfielder. Yeah, I mean, his name is Masataka Yoshida. Yes, and that. That could either go two ways because you know how it is with these Japanese fellas. They could come over here and, and be Otani or they could just bust completely. Right. So it, it's kind of a fair contract to not seeing how he's played so far. But besides that, the Red Sox are really dropping the ball, if you ask me. To lose Xander Bogarts, I know in 11 year, was it a $234 million? Some insane contract. No, but like you mentioned, he's a $300 million contract to a guy that's going to be 41. I don't think there's ever yeah. been a shortstop that's been given that big of a contract that late into his career. I mean, I remember when I was younger, even like 10 years ago, you weren't seeing guys in their thirties get contracts like that. No, not in baseball. No, no. You never used to see guys get in their thirties. Get uh, That's why I'm wondering what, man, they got an awful, the Phillies, these teams have an awful lot of money in baseball. I know they play the most games, but man, that just show you what kind of money the owners are making. If they're able to, to fork over this kind of money to, to, to ball players, uh, 300 million, uh, 11 year contracts and things like that. That it, it just shows you. Uh, I've always taught my kids. That's why my kids always play uh, baseball because baseball has always been a sport where it's, it's not as taxing on the body and you can make you can make big money. You can make a lot you of money. It. You can literally be wasted in the dugout. You can be chewing tobacco. 
and still go out there and crush 61 home runs. Ask Babe Ruth. Or not 61. It would have hit 60, I should say. It was 280 million for 11 seasons. Uh, for was it 280? Yeah, still, I mean, still, that's still preposterous for a guy that's 31 years old. And Xander Bogarts isn't the player that he was a few years ago, not to mention. What about Fernando Tatis, uh, who's the Where young does he guy? go? Well, yeah. Where does Tatis go at this point? Does he go to the outfield? Do they trade him altogether? They say in the outfield, I think he's going to the outfield, and if he keep acting the way he was at, the way that general manager was talked at the end of the season, I think he he's he got one foot out of San Diego already. And if he doesn't produce in that outfield and get get his hitting back to standards because he didn't do what they were asking him to do last season, he'll be, they'll trade him at the trade deadline. I think he'll be playing the same position I played. You know that was George. What was that? Left out. Left Just out. A matter of time. <laughs> yeah. And as we wrap things up. Here on What's Going On, there are reports in that Carlos Correa might be signing with the New York Yankees in the next 48 hours. Now, that would be a big splash. That's living up to the last name Steinbrenner, if I were to say so myself. Imagine that. Judge Correa in the same offseason to lock them both in. And then we have our young guys. We got Volpe. We got Peraza. We got questions. What happens with the infield if if LeMayhew's back next year? What about Torres? Would they keep Gabby? Would they keep Torres? I would think they trade. Torres at this point. And he's, he's great. Claybar Torres is someone they could actually maybe get a reliever for or somebody for the bullpen. That's true. Because he makes a lot of errors. Uh, he makes a lot of unforced errors during the throughout the season. He's for some reason he's he doesn't focus that hard with on defense. He's he's more of an offensive guy. But if they get I was looking, I'm wondering because Carlos Correa is the guy after these guys got picked up. I said, Well, he's got to get somebody's got to be going after him. And I was wondering if it was the Yankees or the Mets. Uh, but with Lindor, I said, no, he probably wouldn't go to the Mets because of Lindor being there. Uh, but Carlos Correa, man, he, that was a good contract. He signed with Minnesota, ended up one year with the option. He opted out, and now he's getting ready to get paid big time again. Man, baseball. That's why you let your kids grow up to be baseball players. That's right. They figured it out in all these other countries. Yeah, they're bringing people in. we never seen uh, from Japan. We ain't never seen some of these cats they paying big money to. They come in and – and make that money. And like you said, is he going to be like Otani or is he going to be? But at Fenway Park, that helps him out. Small ballpark. I'm sure he can hit the ball out of that park. Uh, they say he's an right. all-star. He was he was all-star of the of one of the leagues over there in Japan. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, see how the, the shifting uh, takes place. I hope my Toronto Blue Jays pick up a few more guys, some arms. We need some bullpen help. We already, we already traded for some uh, pitching. Uh, traded one of our key hitters uh, away, so hopefully the Blue Jays can uh, can get some uh, some pitching help to help them out this upcoming season. Because my man uh, Hernandez, I always liked Hernandez. He was I uh, didn't see them trade Hernandez, but they needed to to get some more uh, pitching, more defense. Folks, let us know what you think about these offseason moves. Where will the Blue Jays end up? Where will the Yankees end up? The Red Sox. Let us know at what's going on underscore Fox Sports. Follow George. He's at George Radney on Instagram. How do I know? Because I plug him on there all the time. That's As a matter right. of fact, I haven't asked him just yet, but I'm going to be inviting him onto the Ryan show this week. So follow us at the Ryan show.net. I've got a lot of ask George. This has been the season of his lifetime covering the bills and I need to know more. So George, <laughs> what else, where else can they find you? We know about the challenger community news. Let's tell them more about your sports show. Real deal sports show every Saturday morning, eight to 9 a.m. Uh, on uh, down the dial, up the dial, up the dial, I should say. On uh, 105, 105.5, the beat FM, WLGZ HD2, the beat 105.5. Tap in, folks. Meet us here at Fox Sports 1280 Rochester at the same time next week. That's 8 a.m. We'll be back soon, folks. Enjoy some football today. See you next week. Over and out. Enjoy.